48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. Security Secretary Chris Tang has accused Taiwanese authorities of playing with politics, questioning why they wouldn't let murder suspect Chan Tong Kai travel to the island to surrender. The Equal Opportunities Commission says the government should make it illegal to discriminate against mainland Chinese people. And the government has proposed a plan that would suspend District Council's role in implementing community work projects. Security Secretary Chris Tang has called on authorities in Taiwan to show some sympathy to the mother of murder victim Poon Hyo Wing and let suspect Chan Tong Kai travel to the island to surrender. Timmy Song reports. In an interview with online media HK01, Mr Tang again accused Taiwanese authorities of playing with politics, questioning why they wouldn't let Mr Chen surrender himself, since all the evidence is on the island. Mr Chen is accused of killing his pregnant girlfriend in Taiping in 2018 and allegedly fled to Hong Kong afterwards. He was sentenced to a 29-month prison term in the SCR for money laundering but was not tried for murder. Pun Hill Wing's mother has lashed out at people she says are involved in suspect Chan Tong Kai's case, saying they did not have the courage to meet her. She said she had invited officials, DAB lawmakers, Mr Chan and his parents to meet her outside the government headquarters this morning, but no one showed up. Mrs Poon got emotional when she brought up her daughter, who died in Taiwan in early 2018. <laughs> They always keep dragging their feet. It's so hard for us. It's so difficult bringing up my daughter. The SAR government did nothing and they don't care at all. They just got Reverend Peter Kuhn to be Chan Tung Kai's spokesperson. He keeps protecting Chan. I want to ask him, did he really help my daughter? She was also a student from an Anglican school. Mr Kuhn needs to live up to churchgoers and his own conscience. The government used Poon Hill Wing's case to introduce the extradition bill in 2019, prompting months of protests. The chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission, Ricky Chu, says now is the time to make it illegal to discriminate against mainland Chinese people, noting that the body has received a lot of complaints regarding such prejudice in recent years. Mr Chu told an RTHK programme that the commission has made a number of proposals to the government. He hopes new laws will cover people of the same ethnicity, discriminating against each other, people being discriminated on the basis of their residential status, and discrimination related to where a person comes from, even if it's within the same country. In the past three years, we've received a lot of reports about mainlanders being discriminated against in Hong Kong. An NGO also recently said new migrants, including children and adults, are facing a lot of discrimination at workplaces or schools. That's why I think now is definitely the time to legislate, and we should do it as quickly as possible. The Home Affairs Department has at a LegCo panel proposed a plan that would suspend District Council's role in implementing community work projects. Under the amendment, councils would lose their power to review funding requests for community involvement and district minor works programmes, following council members' mass resignations or disqualifications. The paper will be submitted to the Finance Committee for consideration. Speaking through an interpreter, Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi said the funding suspension is necessary. In accordance with the district council ordinance, it would not affect the function of uh, district councils. But like I said, there are district councils with 
too few members, it undermines their ability to represent the constituents. And also there are projects and works which are put on hold because of this. So that's why we are proposing these amendments. Liberal Party lawmaker Felix Chung has said that the second round of the government's electronic voucher scheme has not had much impact on spending sentiment. Speaking on RTHK's Backchat programme, he said other forms of stimulus would also help boost the economy. That certainly help uh, on the retail or, or the domestic consumptions. But the boost was um, helping very much on the first time, the first yeah. 2000. <clears throat> But you can see the second 2000, it doesn't look like uh, uh, people spend additional additional money from the pocket apart from that 2000. So um, we have to see uh, later the data that provided by the government how um, the electronic voucher helps the economy on, on the domestic mm-hmm. consumption, but certainly it will help. His comments come after the Institute of Human Resource Management reported that workers received an average salary increase of 1% this year. Adjusted for inflation, the net pay rise was minus 0.4%. Both figures are at their lowest for a decade. North Korea's state news agency says the country has successfully tested a new submarine-launched ballistic missile. Earlier on Tuesday, South Korea's military said Pyongyang had launched a missile into waters off the coast of Japan. The United States has condemned the launch. The White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki urged North Korea to refrain from further provocations. These launches violate multiple UN Security Council resolutions and are a threat to the region. We call on the DPRK to refrain from further provocations. These launches also underscore uh, the urgent need for dialogue and diplomacy. Our offer remains to meet anywhere, anytime, without preconditions. UNICEF has said more than 10,000 children in Yemen have been killed or injured in violence linked to years of war in the country. The verified tally from the United Nations' reporting and monitoring operation provides what is most likely an undercount of the real toll because many more child deaths and injuries go unrecorded, UNICEF spokesman James Elder has said. Today UNICEF has stated that we have surpassed 10,000 Yemeni children killed or injured question must be asked, do we need to continue to add children to this miserable list day after day, month after month, year after year? Yemen is the most difficult place in the world to be a child. Incredulously, it's getting worse. Yemen's humanitarian crisis, the world's worst, represents the tragic convergence of four main factors, a violent and protracted conflict, economic devastation, social services on the brink of collapse, and a critically underfunded UN system. Now, at current funding levels and without an end to fighting, UNICEF simply cannot reach all these children. Uh, there's no way to say this simply. Without international support, more children, those who bear absolutely no responsibility for this conflict, will die. Police in New South Wales have said a train slammed into a stolen vehicle abandoned on railway tracks at a level crossing, causing the train to derail. Four people, including the train driver and train guard, were injured in the incident at Wollongong, about 85 kilometres south of Sydney. New South Wales State Police Police Superintendent Craig Island said it was a miracle no one was killed or seriously injured. Uh, The impact caused the front carriage of the train to detach and fall on its side. And the driver was trapped for some time and had to be extricated by rescue workers. Uh, Once he was out, he's been taken to hospital with back injuries. Uh, We had 12 passengers on that train and 
the guard and two other passengers have also been taken to hospital. Now, my understanding is, is the injuries are not severe, which is a bit of a miracle. Uh, looking at the damage caused by the derailment, uh, it's a miracle someone wasn't killed or at least seriously injured. The select committee investigating January's attack on the United States Capitol has unanimously approved a report which recommends that a former aide to President Trump be held in contempt of Congress. Steve Bannon has refused to appear before the panel. The report says Mr Bannon had specific knowledge of the events planned for January the 6th before they happened. Donald Trump has urged former aides to reject the panel's requests, claiming the right to withhold information because of executive privilege. The committee vice chair, Liz Cheney, said there is no such legitimate claim. There is no conceivably applicable privilege that could shield Mr. Bannon from testimony on all of the many other topics identified in this committee's subpoena. Mr. Bannon's and Mr. Trump's privilege arguments do, however, appear to reveal one thing. They suggest that President Trump was personally involved in the planning and execution of January 6th. And this committee will get to the bottom of that. The gang which kidnapped a group of missionaries in Haiti on Saturday is demanding a ransom of a million US dollars for each of the 17 people it's holding. The 16 Americans and one Canadian had been returning from a visit to an orphanage when their bus was stopped. The Haitian justice minister said the FBI and Haitian police were in contact with the abductors. In Washington, the White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki confirmed the FBI's role. I can't get into too many details operationally here because that's never has never been in the interest of bringing people home who are being uh, held for ransom. Um, what I can reiterate is that um, the FBI is a part of a coordinated U.S. government effort to get the U.S. citizens involved to safety. Uh, also that the U.S. Embassy in Port-au-Prince is coordinating with local authorities and providing assistance to the families to resolve the situation. Haitians have taken to the streets in droves to call for the release of the kidnapped Americans. This protest has been made for the Americans that they kidnapped, the camps Americans, because they kidnapped them. Because of them, we can do everything. Like, they pay their schools, like, they pay our, our bills. So, they, they, they do everything for us. So, now, right now, they kidnapped them and we can do anything because they kidnapped them. Authorities were not clear whether the ransom amount included the five children being held, a top Haitian official has said. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,132. That's 342 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $92 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 114.46 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 73 cents. To sports and the Olympic flame has arrived in the mainland for the Beijing 2022 Winter Games following a lighting ceremony in Athens. The flame is expected to go on display at a ceremony at the Beijing Olympic Tower before going on an exhibition tour. Around 2,900 athletes representing about 85 nations will compete in the Winter Games between the 4th and the 25th of February next year. Now to football's European Champions League, where Liverpool survived a five-goal thriller away to Atletico Madrid. The 2019 champions escaped with a 3-2 win to maintain their perfect record. The BBC's John Murray was at the game. Back at the venue where they won the Champions League back in 2019, they made a roaring start. They were 2 0 up inside 13 minutes. Salah cutting in from the right and shooting in via a deflection off Milner. Keita volleyed in the second. But... Atletico Madrid are Atletico Madrid, and by half-time, they were back level after two goals from Griezmann. 
But what drama followed in the second half? Griezmann sent off. Straight red card for a high foot on Firmino. Liverpool took the lead again with a Salah penalty. Down the other end, Atleti thought they had a penalty, but it was overturned by VAR. Simeone went mad. That's only half the story, and it ended with Jurgen Klopp being ignored by Simeone as he stalked off down the tunnel. Jurgen Klopp waved him goodbye. He didn't know anything about it, but they'll see each other again at Anfield next month. Lionel Messi had two goals as Paris Saint-Germain came from behind to beat RB Leipzig 3-2 at the Parc des Princes. After scoring twice in the second half, Messi passed on a hat-trick opportunity by allowing Kylian Mbappe to take a penalty in added time. Mbappe shot over the bar. PSG stayed top of Group A, one point above Manchester City, who were 5-1 winners at Club Brugge. City boss Pep Guardiola was happy with the result, but still wants more from his team. One of the best performances in Europe had done so, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we could score goals, we had many, many chances, except the last five minutes, the first half, and the last ten, the second one. Like, we drop and we were not what we have to do because always have to do what we have to do. We are all of us, we are the light for the performance we have done. The NBA is back and the defending champions haven't missed a beat. The Milwaukee Bucks eased past the Brooklyn Nets 127-104 to at home in the season opener. Giannis Antetokounmpo led the way with 32 points, 14 rebounds and 7 assists. Kevin Durant scored 32 points for the Nets but said his team couldn't catch up from the first quarter. They shot 19 more shots than us and it was that way since the first quarter. So we was climbing up here all game. We had good spurts. Cut it to seven, cut it to eight a few times, but we just couldn't get over the hump because they had more possessions than us. They created more offense for themselves with offensive rebounds. They had like five of them in one possession. To the weather forecast for today, sunny periods with a maximum temperature of around 29 degrees, moderate easterly winds occasionally fresh offshore at first. Forecasters say there will be a few showers tomorrow with temperatures falling significantly later. It will be cooler with a few rain patches on Friday and Saturday. The temperature now is 29 degrees with the humidity at 67%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Security Secretary Chris Tang has accused Taiwanese authorities of playing with politics, questioning why they wouldn't let murder suspect Chan Tong Kai travel to the island to surrender. The Equal Opportunities Commission says the government should make it illegal to discriminate against mainland Chinese people. And the government has proposed a plan that would suspend District Council's role in implementing community work projects. The news from RTHK.
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the twentieth of October, is today's date. A big thanks to Phil Whelan for this morning's morning brew, and a big happy birthday to Hugh Chiverton today. We've got a busy program for you this afternoon. We'll be catching up with children's book author Sarah Brennan about her latest book, The Marvelous Adventures of Maggie and Methuselah. I'm excited to catch up with her. We've not spoken to Sarah since her calendar, her Chinese calendar tales. So it'll be really exciting to see what she's been up to as she has a book launch uh, coming up uh, on the 23rd of October. Um, so we'll be hearing more about the inspirations behind her latest work, working uh, during the pandemic um, and whatnot. Feel free to get in touch with us between now and three o'clock. One, two, three show at rthk.hk. Of course, you can also find me on Facebook Facebook, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. And after the 2.30 News, Cruzanne McCalligan is in for our midweek audio column. And this week, Cruz will be talking about paper clips. We'll see what she has to say about these nifty little things that hold our papers together. Actually, they do more than that. If you have a smartphone and if you ever need to get your SIM card out, paper clips are the way forward. You know, that little slidey slot thing for the SIM card? Yeah, this is Elton John 